Welcome to the Two Blokes Trading Podcast, sponsored by our partner broker, Pepperstone. Welcome back to the Two Blokes Trading Podcast. And this episode, Rory and I are going to be breaking down the dark side of trading. The dark side. Dark side. <laughs> Rory, how you doing? Ken, good, thanks. Good man, good man. So, busy week? Yeah, it has been a very busy week. Yeah. Um, I know I always say it. I, I do always <laughs> say it, but it's, we have, I've been blessing the markets. Yeah. But you know why? It's because I'm understanding... You know, as I always do anyway, I'm just understanding what's going on in the markets. Yeah. That's it. I'm reading shit. You exactly. know, I'm keeping myself educated and in tune. Yeah. You know, That's just as someone, just as a trader would technically with a chart, I'm doing it fundamentally as well. Yeah. You're there drawing their lines on. You're just putting things in their head, knowing exactly where things are going. That's it. Yeah. And, you know, uh, whenever I, I, it is going against me, I'm not hesitating. Given volatility at the moment, I'm not hesitating to just cut my loss. Yeah. It's be like, okay, I'm out. It's fine. Yeah. On to the next. Exactly. Because that reminds me, I need to cut two trades later on tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make sure you do. I, yeah, I need to get them cut. <laughs> Trust yeah, me, I need yeah. to get them out. Oh, so okay. then that's the portfolio done. So, so mate, I thought, I, I thought, I, I know we we always, you know, people always talk about the the glitz and glam of trading, and I just thought it just worth just educating people because it, actually, I put up in, in a clip, we put up in a clip on the two block trading uh, Instagram the other day, and just saying how trading is one of the hardest crafts to master on this planet, without yeah. a shadow of doubt. So I thought we let's cover the dark side. Um, of trading yeah okay um so i'm just thinking where do we begin i'm going to talk about actually i'm going to talk about and i think i might have briefly touched upon it with you i don't know but so when i used to work as like a you know like a tea coffee boy yeah um on a trade floor in london um in moorgate london wall just off london wall um so uh obviously i was getting guys breakfast their lunch their dinners their dry clean the lot yeah and i saw a lot of shit um there was what there was what was known as this obviously a lot of the traders on the floor were all young guys yeah. You had a couple of the old boys there that just minted and they, they know how to make their money every day. Yeah. They're in like a nice little rhythm. But then you've got the volatility of these young guys that are just obviously trying to crack, you know, trying to crack the code of trading. Yeah. Um, so what I would see at times, there was this breakout area just off the trading floor where there's a few computers, a nice area to eat, like table tennis, all that shit. And I noticed there was this one guy that used to trade with this trader group of traders. They were commodity traders. Uh, this guy... Um, and he, on his lunch, so when I was on my lunch, anyway, not he was on his, when, he's, when I was on my lunch, he'd come over to that computer and uh, the computers were just there. I was be in my lunch here and I'd just sort of look, look over like that. And he was, uh, you know, on blackjack. Yeah. You know, bear in mind, he's the trader, right? Yeah. He's on blackjack and he was doing some mad hands, you know, Sorry. like 500 pounds, 1,000 pounds, like this online casino. Yeah. And he was losing, I could see him just getting stressed out, as, you know, and I'd see him go down for a fag yeah. and he'd come back up and he's on it again. And like, you know, and, and he's obviously been pulled into, well, trading can lead you into gambling, yeah. right? It's the gateway to it. You have to be very solid with that gate and not open that gate. Mm. It can be the gateway to gambling, mm. you know? Yeah. So obviously this guy's spiraling into some next vortex, yeah. you know, where I don't know whether his trading was doing well or not. C clearly not if you feel the need to start trying to, you know, yeah. make back some losses <laughs> or cover your losses from trading. Yeah. You're not exactly hedging your risk, are no, you? <laughs> you know what I mean? You're so, just concentrating your risk, really. Yeah. So that that was just a, that was this interesting observation for me. And then also another, just another, just while on another story, actually, I, I've told you this one before, but how, uh, you know, when I worked at um, the analysis firm Ranskork, yeah. we had one of our guys feeding us information he was like an analyst through uh, one of our sources, just give us like updates on the FX, like fixes and stuff. Um, and anyway, he uh, was a former trader, institutional okay. trader, 
um, I don't know which institution he worked at yeah. for many years. And then after he left, obviously big bonuses stuff, he went and traded, uh, you know, his own capital and yeah. obviously it didn't work out. Um, you know, people think that just because they work as an institution, they can go and trade on their own, which yeah. is not yeah. the case. A lot, you know, there's a lot of the times, like, and, and, and it's com uh, controversial me saying this, but there's a lot of times when I'm sorry, but someone is just like a little, um, you know, an animal sitting in a chair pushing buttons. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, just because you just because you can do it in a company doesn't mean you can do it by yourself. Yeah, some people are better than by themselves than at a company, and vice versa. But mm. just because you work there doesn't give you any guarantee. No, it doesn't. Yeah. So yeah, going back to the story, this guy anyway, he ended up losing all of his money. Yeah. He lost his house. He yeah. lost his wife. He lost his children. Um, you know, obviously because of that. Yeah. So you know, I thought it was just good to just yeah I mean, make people aware that that can happen if you. You know, as we said before, trading is not for everyone. It's not. And what is it? Ninety percent of traders lose ninety percent of their money in ninety days. Yeah, it's that's pretty much the dark side. Exactly. You know, and people just have to be a wee bit more aware of that when they're trading. Don't think that you're going to come into this game with no prior knowledge mm. and start, you know, being the one. There's obviously going to be the ten percent of people who do it, but if you put the work in, if you listen to people who've been in the game, you know, find a mentor, find somebody who's been there, emulate them you will succeed or you'll have a good chance of succeeding anyway. For sure. You know? For sure. So I find it quite tough at the start, I must say, to like find that routine, find the rhythm. But as we've discussed, it takes many hours, you know, to, to master something. What did you say? How many hours? 10,000. 10,000 hours to master. And something? we worked that out, you know, about four years if you're juggling a job. Yeah, juggling a job. So four years. So if you're coming into trading, you're two years in, you feel like you know a lot, but you're not making any money. Give it another two years before you start making money. That's it. And one thing, actually, just if you feel like you're not making a lot of money at the moment, one thing that really did open up my eyes and made me like, do you know what, Ken? You need to strip this right back, go back to basics, um, and, like with everything, you know, in terms of what I was risking in the markets, everything. Yeah. What I did, so it was just an eye-opener for me. I extracted, at the time, I was using IG, you know, IG, yeah. so I spread betting at the time. Yeah. So I downloaded my, my reports in CSV files and then saw how much money that I had lost. It was horrifying. Yeah. It was like, man, I am gambling here, yeah. clearly. Where's my money going? Yeah. There's a lot of money. And you're seeing these small trades. You're like, why did I take that? Can't remember taking that. Exactly. Because you know? when you go to the roulette table, you can't remember every bet you did. Oh, yeah. But you should be able to remember most of your trades you did. 100%. You know, I could probably tell you every single trade I've took this year mm. because they all meant something to me. Mm -hmm. But in terms of, you know, if you're betting five or six times a day, you're never going to remember them all. No, definitely and not. You need to. So, yeah, the key is, obviously, if you are finding yourself that you're you're losing money at the moment, you're still not profitable, just make sure you are reviewing and refining, yep. you know, in real time. Do it. You know, on a day that that trade went wrong, go and review it. Yeah. End of the week, all those trades that went wrong, review them. Yeah, find out why. Why? Yeah. It might not be your fault. It might have been a bit of news. Yeah. It might have been news that you're unaware of, yeah. and it might have been news that are just unexpected. Yeah. It happens. Unexpected news is fine, but news that you're unaware of, there should be no excuse. Oh, you slap yourself across the face, mister or yeah. missus. Yeah. You know, become aware and look at that economic calendar. Yeah. <laughs> and just touching on what you said about your friend that came out of the institution, that's probably one thing that the guys like that find difficult. Whenever you're in that institution, let's say you're working for someone like Goldman or JP Morgan, your access to information is unlimited. Mm. It, it is, you know. You can get anything you want when you work there. But whenever you come out of that institution, you're left with nothing. You know, you're, yeah. all you have is Twitter. <laughs> you yeah, know, if you, if you want your Bloomberg terminal, that's going to be 24K a year. Mm. If you want, you know, your other subscriptions, it's going to be X amount a year. To have all that information, it could cost you upwards of maybe 60,000, 70,000 a year to get all that for yourself. True. 
you're not going to start paying that. No, you're so not, you're going to you? find yourself now on Twitter. You're not going to have that analyst where you can turn around and go, Ken, tell me what happened between 7 and 8 this morning. They tell you like that within two minutes mm. of exactly everything that happened. Mm. You're not going to have that anymore. It's true. And that's going to be the tough part for them people. There was, you know? just on that point quickly, actually, sorry, you just reminded me of a story that happened. So when I worked at Ranscork, yeah. um, so there's this guy on, uh, on the trade floor. I can't remember his name. He's a real cockney guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> His name was Ray, actually. So at the time, you know, we used to get a lot of sources stuff, right? Yeah. We used to get sources comments, you know, like these ECB sources. We used to get them quite early. Yeah. And at the time, they used to move the markets quite a lot. So anyway, we got this one. And, um, you know, I quickly covered it on the score. because saw it come down on our feed. And I was like, yeah, ECB sources said. Durr. And then this guy, Ray, one of the traders on the trade floor, he made like quite a lot of money on it. Yeah. And he's like, and then I remember... So when I was going to apps make a coffee and we sort of crossed paths by the lifts, he's like, Ken, um, man, this, this source stuff, can you get more of it? Yeah. And I was like, to be honest, it's, it's hit and miss. It has, we don't, we never know when we're going to get it. It just comes down. We're just quick with it. Yeah. It's like, man, if you can, if you can get that data to me uh, as soon as you get it faster, like then you put it out, man, I can get you on some footballers money. Like yeah. it's what he said. <laughs> footballers money. Yeah. I'll get you on some footballers money. Yeah. And I was like, all right, all right. And then me and him and like, he's one of the other guys he traded with sat down in a coffee shop and we like, Worked out a plan. I eventually just didn't do it because I just didn't want to risk my job at Ranscork. Yeah, exactly. At the time, like, uh, it just wasn't worth it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it wasn't worth it. Because, say, obviously, these guys found out that I I, I did that. I'd lose yeah. my job. And then what? And then what? It's prosecution after that. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's, that's yeah, just passing it on. Yeah, just, you might be on footballer's money, but you're going to be in a footballer's cell. Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. But, yeah. Yeah, Something that. else that I actually shocked me about the dark side yeah. was how little good traders make. How what, sorry? How little good traders make. Mm. You know, everybody has the perception that we make millions a week or hundreds of thousands a week. It's not like that. Mm. You know, nobody makes that type of money every week. Mm. It wasn't until I not spoke consistently, with... consistently, no. Yeah, it was, wasn't until I spoke with somebody who was actually in the industry, you know, before I sort of got into seeing the real side of it. It wasn't until I spoke with them, seeing their returns, I was like, why aren't you making 50 or 60k this week they're like are you serious i was like yeah they're like you don't make that every week you know you only make that here and there it's not consistent money it's only money happens over the time trading's very lumpy you know and you have to put a lot of money in to get a lot of money out you don't think you can put two or three hundred pound in and turn it into two or three hundred thousand you know at the end of the year you're Mm -hmm. you're never going to do that Mm -hmm. you know you have to be real with yourself if you double your money that's good good going Mm mm-hmm you know, if you like, if we talk somebody on board now, they put a thousand pound in their account and they bring it to two thousand. That's that's good. You know, don't think that they're going to bring it to, you know, fifty or sixty thousand by Christmas. Mm, mm. You know, it's true. And I think that's something to just understand about the dark side. Mm, it's true. You know, yeah, there's get- good money to be made, but not what people perceive it to be. Mm-hmm. You know, mm. it's not Italian sports car money. Just to interrupt this podcast with an important notice. At Two Blokes Trading, we have a community trading app where you can engage with the blokes and like-minded traders to help you on your journey. There is a ton of free analysis across Forex, crypto, stocks, and commodities. We also have in-depth premium analysis with trade ideas, education, live trading sessions, and more for those that sign up via our broker sponsorship page. A nominal deposit of just $200 and start trading with Pepperstone and then get full access to the Two Blokes Trading app. Yeah, another dark side of trading as well is the emotions, you know, carry, say for example, you know, this is something that you, in time you start, you start to deal with in terms of the emotion side of trading. But initially early days, it's carrying that negative, say for example, you've had a bad day, 
um, and then you yeah. carry it into your personal life as well. Yeah. And like you just, even if you've had a good day and then you're feeling great, that you just allow in trading to dictate your emotions in your everyday life, yeah, which do. is a problem. Mm-hmm. Big problem. Huge. I've noticed that, you know, whenever I was going through a bad patch there about two or three weeks ago, I noticed that whenever I was at home with my girlfriend, I just wasn't the same. Mm. I was not talkative at night and I was up all night and, you know, you're not the same. Whereas mm. now I've managed to get that back and, mm get that streak going again. I'm mm. happy again. I'm mm. like, do you want to go for lunch? You know, mm. I'll cook you dinner. I'll do the cleaning. Mm. You know, simple things like that. It does change your life. And you have to be, you know, this probably sounds like, you know, sounds stupid coming from me because, oh, you're not doing it, but you have to separate your trading emotions from the emotions outside of trading. And that can be tough. Mm. You know, it is tough. It is like, I'm not going to sit here and pr- pretend like it's not because I, I, I've definitely, I'm coping with it a lot better. Yeah. You know, like five, six years ago, I was a lot more ir- ir- uh, irrational, erratic, yeah. you know, emotional swings. And I, and I said this to you before in a previous podcast, how trading's actually helped me with exposure therapy, just being exposed more and more, more to it and learning lessons. Yeah. It's helped me with my everyday life, being more patient as a person, being more rational in my decisions in everyday life. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think, but Eel, as I said, still to this day, though, don't get me wrong. When I'm having a good streak, uh, I'm feeling it. You know, I'm, I'm feeling great. Yeah. Still to this day, like when trades are not going my way, it does piss me off. Yeah. It does piss me off because it it's an ego thing. Like we can't help it. We're human. Yeah. But it's how you deal with that. What, am, what If I'm having that loose streak, what am I going to go and do next? Am I going to go and start gambling? No, I'm not. Exactly. You know, but I've got that in check. I know. You know? And there's so. one of my friends literally just before we started put into the group chat, 20k loss. Oh, he's sitting on a twenty k loss right now. Was that uh, in terms of that? What what mistake has he made there? Has he just was he is he what was he doing? So uh, once we finish this, I'll find out everything. But yeah. basically, what he's done, he's took an options trade mm. on Nike. So Nike reported earnings yesterday. Um, obviously, stock moved thirteen percent down pre market. Still stayed there when market opened. So he might have a long position against that, which will actually cover the mm. the twenty k loss. But if he doesn't, what he's done is he's tried to sell a put, and what he's betting on is saying that. I believe that before December, that Nike will remain above six, above $80. Mm-hmm. That's basically what he's saying. However, now the stock's at 83 in December. December. Mm-hmm. The, the market's basically saying, no, it's, it won't. It's not going to. And it's costing him 20000 to get out of that trade. At the moment. At but the do moment. you think he's going to keep hold of that? If he has <laughs> any he sense, cut he'll his, cut it. Cut the loss. Yeah. But what he probably has, and I'm sure he does, he probably has a long put going against that. So it's maybe worth like 60 or 80 k Right. And it's going to cut it. Okay, but if he doesn't, and he's maybe took the long put off, or yeah, to take a bit of profit. Because I was going to say, isn't there, you know, with options, <coughs> yeah. I'm not too sure on the stock side, but with options, isn't there? Wouldn't there be a maximum loss on that? On that, yeah, there is whenever you buy, yeah, caller put, but whenever you sell it, right? Oh, you, you're doing the opposite. Yeah. So there's a maximum on how much you can win, but an unlimited on the max you can lose. Okay, there we go. So if you maybe he does way, the, I mean. If your friend does he is he paying attention to market fundamentals at the moment? I I don't think it's probably science by these down twenty k. But I think if I text him now and be like, "What's up?" He'll probably be like, "Oh, have a long put run alongside of eighty k up." Right. Okay. Fine. But it shows. Yeah. What can happen? True. True. You know, true. I true, mean, I left true. my short put on longer than I should have. Had to close the trade. You know, a mm. bit of a loss, more than I wanted, but still made profit overall. Mm. But still, imagine I left that on forever. Mm-hmm. You know. So. Yeah. But yeah, man. If people want to learn about options, send me a text. Definitely. You know, great place. It, the, options are the dark side of trading. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know how we talk about the dark side of trading? Yeah. Well, options are the dark side of the dark side of trading. Yeah. They are the dark side. Yeah. I, I mean, 
oh, the amount of people that like the graveyard is littered with people short selling options. Mm. Like the amount of people that try it. Yeah. Because whenever I tell people that you actually receive money for shortening an option, like it's a credit, they're like, Well, oh, this is great. I'm just gonna put my card in the ATM, <laughs> put on the option and receive it. And that is as easy as it is. Yeah. That's literally how it works. And yeah. people do it for two or three times. I'm like, Oh, Roy, that was so easy. Like all I had to do was sell that option and walk away. And then next thing, bang, they get hit. Yeah. And they literally get wiped out. Yeah. I feel like you gotta be some sort of person to be trading options, in my opinion. Yeah, you, you are <laughs> well, mad. Go on, call me. <laughs> go on. Yeah, no, I can't. yeah, I just, I couldn't. I'm happy with with what I'm doing. I, I would rather do what you're doing. Yeah, and, and that's full disclosure. Like genuinely, yeah. I would rather do it. Yeah, I had a conversation with a mentor of mine last Thursday, and he was like laughing at me. Why are you trading options? You're stupid, and you're this. Mm. And I just said to him, I was like, Greg, I just love it. I love the volatility around it. I mm. love, you know, the dynamics of it. But I wish that I could just do what you were doing. Yeah, you know? yeah. But I'm too much of a psycho. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think we covered decent ground there on on the dark side of trading. I think just yeah, uh, if if I sort of round it off, I'd say understand that look, trading is not for everyone. If you find yourself are in a in a bit of a downward spiral at the moment, and and you do have a bit of an issue potentially with gambling, I think. It's key that you do seek some help. Yeah. You know, because... It help can be in any format. You know, if you yeah. problem, reach out. Reach out. Yeah, yeah, reach out. Reach out to two blokes. Yeah. You know, I've dealt with a lot of cases like that. Even myself, waking myself up to, to a lot of losses initially. Um, yeah. It can be hard. It can be. You know, it's a touchy subject, but if you are feeling it, reach out. Reach out. Yeah. Reach out. And, you know, if, and if you can, if you with whatever you're gambling in your account it might be worthwhile investing in yourself in a sense of potentially a mentor, you know, take that money out of whatever you're gambling now and, and put it towards an, a mentor or educating yourself. That's my, that's my that, one advice. That care. That's just my one bit of advice for mm. anybody. Yeah. Getting into trading, get a mentor. Yeah. Like, that's it. No, 100%. no other like, you know, don't subscribe to this, subscribe to that. Get a mentor. Mm. That's it. Priority. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Agreed, mate. Well, Rory, it was a pleasure. It was a good episode. You can. Cheers. Appreciate it. Stay lit, stay blessed. Yeah. See you on the next one.